Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live, and tonight we are joined by the Ghost Brothers themselves. Guys, thank you so much for coming on our show. How are you all doing tonight? Yo, I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, uh, you know, let's just get right to the nitty gritty here. You guys have a new podcast that's out. It's uh, by Discovery. So it's called Urban Legends, all right? Now, we're going to get to the investigation parts and all that, but I want to hear about the podcast first. Uh, tell us what is the podcast all about and what do you guys do on it? Whoever feels free like yeah. stepping in, just step on in. Yes, yeah, so our podcast is called Urban, Legend, Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers, and it's literally just that. Like We get to explore some of the country's craziest urban legends. I mean, from Candyman to Bloody Mary to Crybaby Bridge, just all the crazy stories you've heard since you were a kid. We get to talk about them, discuss them, interview a few people that had some encounters, and just give you the old-fashioned Ghost Brothers flair that only me, Marcus and Jawan, can give you. That's, that is... Candyman, I thought you were going to say Candyman two more times. I was going to hang up right now. Candyman, 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 Candyman. No. <laughs> so, so let's go back to how you guys all hooked up, how you guys all met. How far back does that go uh, when you guys met and became friends? You know, let's go to Marcus on that. Marcus, when do you remember meeting these uh, these two guys? So uh, me, Dalen, and Jawan go back on so many different levels. Um, at the time, uh, Dalen and Jawan were actually pledging um, a fraternity, a dope fraternity, amazing fraternity. And uh, I was actually cutting hair on the AUC campus where uh, they were attending at Clark Atlanta University. Um, I was cutting on Morehouse's campus. Um, and I just so happened to be cutting uh, Dalen's hair one time. And um, when I started cutting Dalen's hair, randomly just how Atlanta is, I later on met Jawan down the road on, a, on another gig and um, didn't even know they were roommates. And it's kind of crazy how we all became brothers like immediately uh, once we kind of like found out all like the the uh triangle i like to call it the triangle we, we run the we run the triangle we're, we're like we're like the bulls we run the triangle baby we out here you already know you know what it is juan no you know what i'm saying so so i was gonna ask there are you all three from atlanta are you guys native georgians no, we're not. We uh we all came from different areas. Marcus is by way of Tennessee, Texas. Dalen is Texas, and I'm Illinois. Atlanta has just kind of like adopted us, and we're all together there now. So tell me, uh, Juwan. I mean, the paranormal. Okay, uh, did you guys have a passion for it before you met? Is it something that developed when you met? When did? Uh, the fascination for investigating the paranormal come into play? Uh, man, I think that fascination kind of came in realistically when we all came together to have our first investigation, like back in, man, we started, Dalen and I started back in 2010, 2011. We came together, Dalen brought the idea to me. Uh, it was literally in the middle of the night. He like kicked my door in while we were roommates and was like, yo, we need to hunt ghosts. And I'm like, what? Get out. You can't be sober. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And uh, and so he uh, closed the door. I woke up that morning and was like, man, you actually have a good idea. Let's put this into motion. And so we literally took our first investigation, got a camera, took it down the road to Savannah, started investigating some haunted locations, brought it back, 
got Marcus involved um, and a network came calling. Like it was really, it was really a dope experience. But I think that happened early on, probably like 2010, 2011. I mean, that's just unheard of. Now, Dalen, I mean, to go from just in college, hey, let's go start hunting some ghosts and investigating, to ending up on TV, the Discovery Network, I mean, that's like blows you away. Uh, were you surprised even today on how everything unfolded with you guys? Uh, to be honest, man, I'm surprised in the magnitude in which it blew up. Like, I always knew that the idea of Ghost Brothers was a great idea and that it would do well on television. But never in a million years did I think that we would be five series in, a podcast, show airs internationally. We have fans in Brazil and Africa and England. Like, I would never, <laughs> never imagine that with... That is by far the coolest thing ever, man. Like people, listen, listen, white people are really wearing our faces <laughs> on their chest. <laughs> I mean, every American, not regular. I'm talking about middle American. <laughs> American Jack is wearing three brothers on their chest, and they're doing it proudly. They're saying, "Straight ghost to the top, sir. We love you. We love you, Marcus. We love you, Dad. We love you, John." <laughs> So, so, Marcus, you know, let me ask, uh, the whole theme of the Ghost Brothers, when it hit TV, it was basically paranormal ghost hunting with a light comedic touch. Uh, is that something that the network brought to you? Is that something that you guys brought to the show, pitched it to them? Which way did that work out? Um, actually, I think it was the other way around. It was uh, Dalen and Juwan coming up with the actual idea of Ghost Brothers um, and shooting it. I think, Dalen, you actually have a very funny story about the origin of the production of Ghost Brothers. Let's hear it. With, with my uh, good, good dude, Spike. Nah, we, uh, man, me and Juwan didn't have any money back then. We wanted to shoot the, the pilot or the How many dollars do I have? How many dollars do I have? Or just, man, we had we had $73.64. I remember it being 64 cents exactly because I remember counting them four pennies out. <laughs> but no, we just knew that we needed someone to videotape what we were doing. That's all we knew. We didn't have any equipment. We didn't have any idea, nothing. Just we needed someone that had a camera. So we literally went on Craigslist <laughs> and put an ad out if we could find someone that would be willing to come videotape us for a couple of hours for seventy-four dollars <laughs> and sixty-four cents. Okay. And one it, guy, it don't, like, it, it don't sound like y'all went on Craigslist. It sound like y'all went on Craig and them's list. <laughs> it was Craig's Craig cousin's them. list. <laughs> Craig it was Mike's list. Mike's list. <laughs> uh, now, John, honestly, man, as you can see, we've always had this relationship. With yeah, you. yeah. I mean, it comes off on camera on the show, and it comes off in this interview. Like we've been, it's your, it's your best friends. You're doing, you're doing these paranormal activities with, like paranormal investigations. But so it's like, it's, it's natural for us. So let me ask you this, Juwan. I mean, you're dealing with some serious stuff. Uh, you know, I'm a believer, a hundred percent. Never had an experience. I don't want one. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't want a paranormal experience. I'm a true believer. I don't need to see it to believe it. Now, when you guys started 
hunting ghost, uh, was there any bit of skepticism or did you guys go into, let's start with Juwan. Did you go into this a full believer and you were just looking to gather evidence? Uh, it's, it's actually both, right? Like I think that we knew we were tapping into something that we probably shouldn't be playing with. And so we were definitely fearful in regards to what could happen to us. Like what, what could we essentially be getting ourselves into that we may not necessarily know how to handle. So going in, we would always pray. We were like, how do we protect ourselves? Um, in that regard, one of the first rules we learned when Dale and I were doing an investigation in Savannah early on um, is you have to be intentional and set boundaries with the spirits. Like you have to let the spirits know, I don't want you to follow us. Please stay here. Um, you are not welcome with me. Like, so like we learned that as well. So we try to implement those particular strategies in the field just to kind of make sure we're we're protected when we go back in, in into our other lives, right? Exactly. And is that the same for both of you? You went into this, you know, fully respecting what you were doing, uh, protecting yourselves before you went into a haunted location? Yeah, yeah. For me, um, I, like, I grew up in a church. My mother's my head pastor. She's been a pastor of my church since I was in the third grade. So I've always had a level of like spirituality and believing in like angels and demons and God and the devil and all of that. So I knew that stuff was real, but I had never like seen something just like materialize in real life, broad daylight in front of me. But I just knew that um, with the show, I just wanted to be able to tell the truth because literally a few years prior, we was just like everyone else sitting at the house wondering, are these shows real? Mm -hmm. Are they faking evidence? Is this just entertainment value? And I was like, if we ever get the opportunity to do it, like I want people to know that like we're real people, like your real cousins, your uncle, your brother, and we telling you the truth. <laughs> like exactly. what we see, we ain't faking nothing. Like this is our truth. <laughs> Now, yeah. Marcus, all right, you're out. These are the same people who went on crazy them list <laughs> to put together with $73.64. Mike's list. Mike's, Mike's list. list. Mike's, Mike's list. Okay, Mike's list got you. Mar yeah. Marcus, now you're in a haunted location. Now, this is on TV. So obviously, you have crew around you, cameras. You guys are trying to be respectful of what's surrounding you the potential of what is surrounding you uh this applies to not only the ghost brothers uh tv show but it's all the other paranormal ghost hunting shows uh do you think having that many people that we don't see in front of the camera it's not just you three there's people filming you um uh, tell us has there ever have you ever had an experience where something got really irritated at the amount of people and you just felt it. I mean, they, an energy has like taken over the place that is just extremely pissed off at what you guys are doing. Yeah, we were in, um, we were in Arizona, I believe, Zuma. Um, and one of our cameramen, uh, when we were filming actually took a tumble um, and, and hurt his, injured his elbow, actually shattered his elbow. Damn. I don't know if I don't know if it's because of the, the ghost, but I do know we ain't liable. That's all I know, really. So I just want to make sure that everybody understands that we are not liable. We made them sign all waiveries and rights away. So that's not that has nothing to do with us. Not sue us. They cannot do anything to us. But it has happened. 
I said, take that up with the ghost if that was it was happening. So, you know, we've had we've had some stuff that's gone on with us that's been very uh crazy. And 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 actually the the crew is just as nervous sometimes as we are, you know, because we are going into some places that are condemned, have like some like really things that, like crazy things that have happened as far as rituals, things that, you know, we had to keep our spirits like guarded and protected from. So we always make sure that we protect them and, and you know, cover our, our camera people, too, and our producers. So it, is, it, it gets real in the field, baby. It's real in, it's real in these streets. Absolutely. Now, Juwan, since you guys started this whole thing to where you are today, I mean, you must have learned so much stuff along over these last 10 years and whatnot. I mean, has everything been just a big surprise like that night when you guys decided to do this? the revelations that happened since then, the stuff that you have learned is something that you never expected? Um, kind of like, so, all right. If somebody were to come to you and say, your wildest dreams will come true, but you have to wait five years, would you have the patience? So like, that's, that's what I think about uh, when we're talking about this journey that we've been on. Daily and I came with the idea in 20 in 2010, 2011. Um, the network, we ended up shooting the first season literally in 2015, into 2015, 2016, um, it airs. So over that time frame, I think we always had the confidence about this being something great. But I don't know that we knew at the rate in which it would take off and the things that we would be able to experience and be exposed to. Um, and learn along the way, like we really were fully able to capture or wrap our mind around, right? I think there were certain things that like, um, like how much we would touch people, like how influential it was or how inspirational and motivational it was just for people that don't even know us. And so like when you connect with those people or supporters of the show, it really means a lot. Um, and then you learn the industry that we've all been a part of, the entertainment industry, we're learning it from a different perspective. Exactly. So uh, like, it's just been so many different things about this journey that makes it such a beautiful process. Um, we've had our ups and we've had our downs. Like for instance, like we had, we lost the show. Like they didn't bring the seconds. They didn't bring ghost brothers proper back for a third season. Right. So we didn't know what was going to happen. And honestly, we had no idea. Uh, we ended up pitching another show and it got picked up, but like um, we had to go through that emotion of like, all right, we don't know what's next. The so, uncertain future, you don't know. Nothing is guaranteed, especially in entertainment. Exactly. So we had to learn that. So um, Now, Dalen, there are a lot of uh, amateur first-timers, like you guys back in the day, who's like, let's go hunt ghosts, all right? Knowing what you know now, is that something you would recommend to people? Just go in and do it, just jump right in? Or what you've learned... You, you would tell them, you know what, guys, take a step back, really think this through. What would you tell you know them? What? I, I would tell people, man, to take baby steps. Like, if you've never done it before, you're trying to test the waters, like, you shouldn't jump right into the Ouija board. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you jump in, you jump, you diving off the deep end. But I would get me a, a spirit box, you know what I mean? Or EMF detector or SLS camera, something visual, something you can ask questions, maybe a REM pod, something something very low key, low maintenance that you can kind of just 
like I said, baby steps in. I wouldn't okay. recommend a seance. I wouldn't yeah. recommend, you know, doing mirror gazing. Like, right. none of that right. crazy level two. <laughs> and the crazy thing is now you don't know how to close nothing because you this your first exactly. this your first go around and you done open up three portals. You get if you're doing that first, you gotta ride. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, now three portals in their living room. <laughs> now, Marcus, what was in your personal experience that one piece of evidence that just blew you away that you guys uh, have captured on your journey? We're in old city. Oh, thank you, Froze. Ooh. Um, um, that's kind of funny how that happens. If you think about Jawan, me and you were, were already kind of doing the steps of Lights Out because me and Jawan were actually doing an investigation. Daly was back at the base camp, and we were walking up the stairs, and as we were walking up the stairs, Daly caught a, uh, uh, a shadow figure uh, passing right through us as we were walking the other way. So it's just... And we saw it on the tape and everything live. It was just crazy. So we've had a lot of crazy things. And that's why I have the lighting like this, because I want to make you understand how spooky this joint be. I was like, ooh, in a, in a way deep place. I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Juwan, I mean, we see, I love, I'm a sucker for these uh, ghost hunting shows. I love them. Uh, I just want to learn and... Uh, be on that journey as everybody who watches these uh, shows they watch them because they want to experience that journey right along with you guys all right so when you're doing this uh juan what is it besides the light-hearted comedic aspect what is it that you want to show people like we've seen a lot of times where you guys show how dark it is and the location that you're doing uh what is it that you're trying to convey uh exactly as to how creepy and scary the situation that you are in really is um i mean yeah granted you can try to show that it's pitch black i mean people know that because we're in ir right like you're definitely looking at you're watching us in in night vision um but one of the things we want to bring is unconventional techniques so when we're investigating this, this activity, we want to try and do stuff like visual provoking where we're essentially like making, creating our own flashback, right? Like we're dressing up or we're trying to recreate one of the stories um, and in hopes that we can capture evidence that is compelling, that people can walk away with and say that like, yo, if I explore my curiosities in a creative manner, then quite possibly um, I can get some results, right? Like it just outside of the levity that we bring to it, uh, I think that's unique in itself because typically the space was already, was extremely dark. And I think the humor that we offer added some light, mm -hmm. but I think like if we can inspire people to want to capture um, some compelling evidence through creative outlets uh, is, is, is a huge takeaway. Absolutely. Now, Dalen, when on the podcast, right? Uh, when you guys are doing the podcast and you're talking about these urban legends, is it just you three, or do you guys have special guests on, uh, especially when you're dealing with a particular legend? How does the podcast, what's the layout for the podcast itself? Well, before I answer that question, I would like to just go ahead and say, for us not to have all talk today, we're all matching, and I think that's the coolest thing ever, guys. Oh, all of us yeah, put black and red on, man. We're, we're in here good. All gang. All right. 
All right, I love it. Great minds think alike. But no, to answer your question, man, we have a pretty solid format with the podcast, man. So we have a lot of uh, back and forth Ghost Brother banter. And then we like to bring in an expert and one of us will interview that expert. So the expert could be someone who's um, actually researched these urban legends, studied it, wrote a film, a book, uh, someone who's an authority in that subject matter. And then we also bring in our fans and our listeners, and we allow them to tell one of their stories if they had anything similar happen to them in their past every episode. So, yeah, we, we bring in some of our, our friends and family all the time. That's fun. Marcus, yeah. is, is the purpose of this podcast to prove, debunk these urban legends or just discuss them? The purpose is just to discuss them. Some people don't even know about these things. So, like, half of the ones we didn't know ourselves. We knew the, you know, main things, Candyman, uh, a few of Mary, but Pride Baby, Bridge, you know about it, or the legends I did not know about it. So, uh, enlighten everybody to these urban legends. And, we, you know, we just have a good time explaining it and it down. If people experiences we up it's with them it's just dope it is dope now uh either mark uh, i'm sorry either uh juan or dale and you guys can answer this when it came to getting on the discovery network which is a huge network um was it you guys that pitched it to them did they sort of hear about you did they find you uh you know how did that all work out because i mean it doesn't happen where you just start doing something in your case, uh, paranormal investigations. And then a couple of years later, you're on, on television. Yeah. Yeah. Our story, man, honestly, it's just, yeah, our story is just a little different, man. And, uh, it's honestly all God because all we did was we came up with the idea. We shot the idea like a little pilot for it. We took a couple of meetings. No one was biting. So we just put it on YouTube. Literally, it was four years, five years later, someone was looking on YouTube that was working for a television development company. And they just so happened to run across our video on YouTube and saw that we were doing something very similar to what they were looking for. Nice. And uh, yeah, they made the introduction to the network. And uh, yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride ever since then. Juwan, uh, you guys have been named like the first African-American ghost hunting team whether that's true or not we don't know i mean whether amateur or professional but no, no. no we know oh, no we know we know we know it's true it's <laughs> we know. It's, it's the first african-american jackie robinson on television that's true can't deny that absolutely juan do you uh you know just how does that make you feel and do you feel that you've affected people in a positive way on just going out there doing what they want to do and you know what you can make you can make something out of it you can make something that other people doesn't matter race or color or anything like that poor whatnot you can pursue your passion and do what you love doing and make a living off of it at the same time yeah um I think that what's really dope is like we were doing something that was that was extremely uh, authentic in, in in us. 
um, expressing who we are and doing it with like our best friends, I think that's extremely genuine for us. Uh, I also think that we didn't know how impactful the paranormal space would be. I think Dalen mentioned earlier that, you know, we all grew up in the church. So we all grew up with a spiritual background. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until later on down the road that we realized that there were, you know, these dualities in that. Um, so I think for us to do something so authentic and it be groundbreaking and then ultimately like now it's just kind of like being, it's like historic for us being the first on television and it's extremely awesome, it's powerful, it's humbling, it's all of those things. But I also like to think that like we're inspiring because as we look at our events that we've been at and we uh, we start to take a look at the people that come out, it's been extremely diverse. We're seeing an increase in, an increase in diverse from people of color to um, women. Um, so I think that that's awesome. It is. Now, all, I want to let all our viewers know, all the Ghost Brothers uh, TV episodes are available on Discovery+. Plus. When you guys were doing the show, uh, and you tell our viewers who never watched the Ghost Brothers TV show, were you just going to locations that, let's say, the network picked out, or was it your intention, Juwan, to go and help people out who are, you know, having problems that are disrupting their normal everyday lives and see if you guys can help them in any way? Uh, I think when we first started doing Ghost Brothers proper, uh, it was a collaborative effort. The network would throw ideas. We would throw ideas. It's just about getting the best story. Uh, and so we would really just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Um, and then we grew to actually helping people. Our next uh, transition was Ghost Brothers Haunted House Guests. So now we're going to people's homes and trying to find, uh, trying to actually offer some clarity, some comfort, and and maybe even some closure to some of these to these families who were having uh, issues with uh, the spirits in their home. So we actually kind of do it a little bit of both. Nice. Now, Dalen. Uh... Is there any particular case in your mind that uh, really sticks out to where you made an you guys made an impact, whether it's on an individual or a family's life, and and really helped them out? Yeah, yeah. Um, dang, which one makes me? I'm trying to think which one stands out the most. Um, what was the house with the little girl man that loved Marcus? Like she just loved Marcus, man. The one member she had the little pink bicycle. Was it Massachusetts? The Feeney House? Was it the, the Feeney House? The Feeney House. It was just a family, a sweet family, man. And they were dealing with some paranormal activity in their house. And they had a young daughter, and she just truly, truly loved Marcus. And uh, at the time, Marcus was the only father out the group, and it just seemed like there was like a connection there. And yeah, she felt like, you know, she was getting picked on at school for, you know things that were going on in her house and like we were just able to make her feel really really cool and like she was the cool kid after we left and like that was like the best thing ever that's a great feeling to have marcus she, she was wearing black and red i think the whole episode too <laughs> yeah. uh, uh now Juwan, uh with the podcast first of all when did the podcast start Podcast, I want to say that was, it was this year, 2020. This year, this year it premiered. 
going looking forward in the future, like we mentioned earlier, podcast, television, entertainment, it's unpredictable. Where do you want to see the Ghost Brothers go from here? Uh, do you guys want to dig deeper into that paranormal uh, in one way or another? If you had a choice, if you, I mean, we all have choices. You have a choice and you want to see what path you guys take. What path do you want to take for you, Dalen and Marcus, moving forward to do what you guys all love to do? What it, What would that be? Uh, I think I can answer for me, and I think Dalen and Marcus should be able to answer for themselves. Uh, but honestly, I would just love for us to go upward. I love to for us to be growing. I'd love for um, us to possibly get into movies. You know, we're talking specifics. Uh, I think that there's like a, a lot of opportunity here. Absolutely, there is. Uh, do you think, Dalen, that because like there are so many paranormal shows out there right now, you think it's a little bit oversaturated? No, I think as long as people are providing different perspectives and different POVs. I think there's always room for growth. Like we came in talking from the, the, the perspective of young black guys, you know what I mean? There's, I still haven't seen the, the point of view of young black women or, you know what I mean? Hispanic women or Hispanic guys or Asians. <laughs> like I know every race, creed, religion, everybody dies. Everybody has their beliefs and everybody has their POV. I mean, so I feel like as long as everybody is bringing something different, I feel like there's going to always be room in the paranormal. I agree. And that brings up an interesting topic, because when we watch these shows, it is really predominantly white families, folks that, you know, are having these problems. I'm not saying that ghosts are picking on white people or, or African-American people or anything, but Marcus, do you think there, there, the more diversity needs more different points of view uh, need to be shown on these shows? Of course, yeah. Like uh, Dalen said, uh, that's our next move to just you know get other people's perspective on the you know the afterlife. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much what it is. Everybody has their own ways of how they look at the look at the afterlife. You know. Um, it's just, yeah, I think that it's, if there are going to be more shows, there needs to be more shows that are showing more people's perspective. So, yes, I definitely believe it's necessary. It is. It, I think it's definitely important to show everybody's different point of view. You know, rich, poor, white, black, it don't matter. Uh, the paranormal ain't picky. Uh, if you are living in a place that has bad energy around it, you don't care what race or color or creed you are. It's going to come after you. Uh, now, with that being said, uh, Juwan, have you guys come across a lot of dark energy, a lot of bad spirits uh, in your research? We have seen shows that deal primarily with just malevolent spirits, okay? And the assumption is to think that it's malevolent. Do you guys walk into an investigation uh, sort of thinking you know what, let's go into this open-minded. This is neither malevolent, good or bad, or none of that. Let's just see what it is. Uh, because 
it is ultimately on TV. It is part of the entertainment field. There is a bigger draw draw for people to see something that is evil on television. Do you guys try to do this with an open mind and see if the spirit's energy's intention is either good or bad? Yeah, so we've encountered both. We've encountered uh, the good and the bad. Uh, I think sometimes it comes based off of like, I think the energy that you receive is based off the energy that you actually give. So sometimes like if you go in antagonizing or if you go in with like a real authoritative tone, you may get that back and in turn interpret it to be bad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the most memorable investigations is the Magnolia Plantation. And yeah. that was in Louisiana and they had other paranormal investigative teams go in and they've had experiences of a malevolent energy, um, something that was uh, extremely kind of dark and authoritative. When we went there and investigated that property, we found it to be completely different. We felt like it was more of a, benev- a more of a benevolent energy, right? So we felt like once we were done, it was welcoming. And so uh, I think you can get different energy based off who investigates certain locations, but we tend to find- That is so true. Both. That is so true. Dalen, do you believe uh, also the, you know, the, the energy you give off is the energy you're going to get back uh, necessarily. There are paranormal investigators out there who have been doing this for years. And if they go to help a family and they hear that they brought in like amateur investigators in, they're like, oh man, you know, you probably caused, stirred something up and you probably ended up doing more damage than any good. Are you of that mindset as well? Uh, let's say a family is watching this right now and they need help. Should they just call their neighbor down the street who just started doing this and just toying around with the idea? Or should they really seek out people who know what the hell they're doing uh, to not make matters worse? Are you still there? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like... uh... Uh, yeah, uh, I know. For, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Uh-oh, I think my uh, internet, man. Is, no, yeah. we can hear I, you. Yeah, yeah. So for me personally, man, I feel like you should treat this as like you would treat anything else. If your toilet broke, you wouldn't call your homeboy <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> who ain't got no background in plumbing. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not even trying to be funny, Dalen. I was going to use that exact same analogy. I was like, yeah. if your toilet is broke and that thing is like House Party One, <laughs> right? You you gonna literally listen? You ain't gonna just go in there and, and get a plunger, nah, nah, nah. And that's and that's how all these you know the other investigators look like. You know, they do be trying to egg it on, like, oh no, nah, see. If you would have just said, if you wouldn't have said this, this, then you wouldn't have this happening. So it ranges, it ranges, man. It ranges. It does. It does. I want to. I want to thank you guys for coming on here, talking with us, sharing your experiences. The podcast is called Urban Legends. Uh, it's available on everywhere you can hear a podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It's everywhere. Look it up. It's great. These guys go over religions like they talked about. They bring in uh, experts, friends, family. It's very 
entertaining and it's very informative. I want to thank all three of you. Anybody have any final thoughts you want to share before we go? Yeah, feel free to, you know, tune in to Travel Channel every Thursday to catch our show Fright Club. And uh, make sure you tune into our podcast weekly on any you know avenue that you watch podcasts. And uh, if you ever get hungry, uh, don't forget that we do have our own pancake and waffle mix. Bros Gourmet <laughs> will be true. launching at the top of the week. Boom. <laughs> That's Boom. awesome. That, refre- that refreshing good old taste of pancakes. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms for uh, any upcoming Ghost Brothers events. Uh, we're we are at on everything: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, it's my first and last name, Juwan Mass. You got Daylon Spratt on all platforms, and you have D Marcus Harvey and on the, all platforms. And the pancake and waffle mix called the Bros, the Bros Gourmet. Awesome! Bros Gourmet. Thank and you. All these fans is the same as Lee Marcus Harvey, too. I think that's what. I want to thank you guys so much for coming on here and sharing that with us. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun hearing your stories, hearing what you've been through, how this all started for you. It's been an amazing journey. And I think it's still just beginning. You guys have a big road ahead of you, and I see a lot of great stuff coming your way. So thank you so much. I want to thank our audience for tuning in tonight. Thank you to the Ghost Brothers. Till next time, guys, on behalf of the Ghost Brothers and myself, stay safe, stay walking. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, y'all. Don't forget the pancake and waffle mix. Don't forget the pancakes, baby. (laughs) Bye-bye. Pancakes. Put the cakes. You came for the cakes.